Hey there, Matt here. Before we get started, just want to let you know that we will be sprinkling some book knowledge into our podcast. Don't worry, they will not spoil any aspect of the story. They're just more supplementary. However, if you're a person who absolutely hates book reader knowledge in your TV talk, then this podcast probably isn't for you. Also, we're sorry. Anyway, here's the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire book series. I'm going to struggle here. I don't, I don't think I can do an accent, so I'll just do a flat reading, Matt. And the HBO Game of Thrones franchises. Oh, no, no, no. You, don't worry about accents. I'm the only one that acts like an idiot most of the time. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, dude. Do whatever you want. You're listening to Before the Dragon. Don't tell me what to do. Do, 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 do. All right. A couple of quick issues, real world issues that I want to talk about real quick, guys. First one is uh, we got news from George that he's got Winds of Winter about 75%. He said three quarters done. So that's 75%. So I did a little math. Uh, didn't even need to ask Kelly's help for this. But if you extrapolate out the fact that it's taken him 11 years to do 75% of this, that means it's going to be about 14 years total uh, or give or take a, a little bit of time. Uh, so 2025? 26 somewhere in there we might get winds of winter at his current rate yay or nay i don't even know if i'm still going to be alive by that time let alone if he will john are you gonna buy it of course i'm a sucker i'm in susan you gonna buy it oh definitely yeah like i said i'm i'm in as far as i'm concerned it's how long i'm alive whether this thing's going to come out rather than yeah. The way I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Kelly, uh, have you swallowed that I did. ravioli? Okay. <laughs> My last one. <laughs> Are you in? Uh, Do you believe him? Are you in? Because I think I'm he's with... going to rip apart about half the book again and rewrite it like he said he did uh, when he got home last time. You're saying Winds of Winter? Yes, I think he's... I think we'll have it before 2025. Okay. So, are you going to buy it? Oh, of course. I'm going to pre-buy it. I'm going to tent outside and buy it oh, i'm so hyped for this book the second to last book it's the penultimate book <laughs> it's going to be the longest book ever um, how can we remain this hype for a book for this <laughs> it's been over a decade ladies and gentlemen i've given up i really have uh i'll be perfectly honest i mean Big if it comes if Big i'm still fan. here if i'm still breathing when it comes out i might thumb through it um, should we start rereading the books now so we can like be ready when it comes out. <laughs> now there's another book that just came out this week. Fire and Blood Volume 2. Uh, no, but that one probably will come before Winds of Winter. I'd almost guarantee it. Mm -hmm. uh, Rise of the Dragon, which is the, uh, the gang from Westeros.org, uh, along with George, uh, put together another uh, World of Ice and Fire thing. There's lots of things kind of uh brewing around uh not so much elio but but linda uh there's been some things that she said about some uh casting of characters portrayal of characters on house of the dragon that some people have extrapolated out to be fairly racist in nature and they've cited other examples of her saying such things I'm not going, I'm not here to spread on that or to say any other uh, thing about it. Uh, 
I don't know and don't think that Linda has or will apologize uh, for anything. I think uh, there's been several cases of her doubling down. Um, I personally do not find that the reason not to buy this book. I'll tell you the reason I find not to buy this book. It is the story up through Aegon the third. It is no longer than fire and blood. It covers the exact same stuff with a few little words and lots of pretty pictures. I've read the story of the dance three times now across one, two, two novellas, a novel, and another part of a book that they did previously. What in hell interest would I have in spending that amount of money to get maybe two or three word nuggets out of something? No fandom is worth that to me, regardless of what the opinions of the authors are or what have you. I don't have the economic wherewithal for wasting that kind of money. That's me. But I would like to turn to you guys and ask you if you had any interest in this book, if you've purchased it already, what are you doing with this new material that we're getting? Kelly. I will not be buying this. Uh, you uh, vote with your dollars. And I think there's <laughs> something to be said about advocating for, even if your opinion or your statement was offensive to some people, doubling down on it, I think is kind of bad behavior. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Poor form. So, um, no, I'm not interested in spending uh, any money on this now. Understood. Susan. Um, I do think that Linda's a pretty, has shown herself to be a pretty horrible person. Um, <laughs> and if I was, if she was the sole, you know, That's maker of this God. project, I might want to boycott it for that reason. I actually am going to get the Kindle copy of it. I'm not going to pay for the hard cover. I'm going to get the Kindle version of it because I like to look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> and i have no problem with you doing that uh i think to each their own but i just i can't see spending the money john um i have, it's funny each copy i bought of the previous of the world of ice and fire i've actually given away as gifts to people that i've introduced to the story um and they were not book readers so this was a way for them to kind of enjoy the wider universe and kind of um but the thing i always took away was not the words because i never read the book not once i never i but i looked through it a thousand times um and the art in it was just amazing um and all those artists they're going to get paid from this book george is going to get paid from this book of course, Linda is going to get paid from this book. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I don't have time to follow the internet drama that that this was. And honestly, if I wasn't on this, I probably would have never even heard about it because I, I'm in my own little bubble. I definitely don't condone anyone being racist at all and making any comments. Um, 
the sad part is that she, from what I've heard and very light reading is she hasn't even just kind of acknowledged that some people might be offended by what she says and try to learn from it. That's really sad. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I'll, I'll probably eventually get it, but I'm probably going to do what I did last time and find it on like a killer deal. Like, I want to say I got the history of a world of ice and fire for like 15 or 20 bucks or something on Amazon for like black Friday. It was something ridiculous. It's like a 60 or $75 book. Um, this is the way. Yeah. yeah, uh, So, I mean, definitely. I it's one of those things when people say boycott franchises or corporations or do something like that, definitely by all means do what you want with your money, but also keep in mind that there's other people that are the little guys like these artists, they don't have their name on the book, but mm. they're going to get paid by it. So, I mean, it's, if you like the world, you like the story, there might be something there, but to Matt's point, if you're a red fire and blood, you're not going to get more story. You're just going to get more visuals most likely. And you might get a piece here or there that you read on the internet. So you'll get it. It just you won't have yep. the book. Uh, out of context, House of the Dragon tweeted out about seventeen pictures today from the book. Oh, perfect! So if you want to look at the pictures, uh, I encourage you to go to their Twitter handle: o o c h o t d at o o c h o t d, and just look at the pretty pictures. Yeah, and um, if your interest is in, you know, supporting artists who are active in this scene, you know, there are always, you know, Comic-Cons and mm -hmm. other conventions and even their own personal page, like they're not, just, you know, their own personal websites, like they're not getting a, just a cut from that. It all goes to them. So I would know. much rather pay a whole lot of money for one print from them. Yeah. Artists um, than support a book that uh, been... will do me no good. It, it, it won't, it won't enhance my fandom one way or the other i okay. i understand if you like the pictures and that kind of thing i've never been that person about the books anyway it's 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 i mean kelly and susan and probably john too will all tell you what a nightmare it is to be on a book podcast with me uh, because <laughs> i just look at things yes. differently i never quite get it you know and so I, I i finally got to the point where i i hassled bubba and hassled kelly and hassled holly and hassled susan and hassled stephanie enough to come on with me so that i could talk this stuff out and realize how stupid i was about it and actually learn something from the story and uh then it was one of those things where it's like okay done i don't need to reread it i don't need to reread it so i'm not gonna pay twice what i did for the last time i bought this story uh you know uh just for a couple of pictures instead i'll find out who the artists are and I'll purchase something from them directly because they're only getting a smidgen of what their work is probably worth anyway. So that also that's I'm just, just a, a caddy bee. So I'm I'm you know <laughs> <laughs> John, I was gonna tell you that I have actually bought the uh, World of Ice and Fire uh as a gift for a couple of people. So I know what you're talking about. It's a nice way to to uh introduce people mm -hmm. that aren't going to get into the novels for sure yeah and i'm in in just there's a ton of pictures like matt said on that on the twitter thread by all means go take a look at them i will say mm -hmm. if these are the ones that they want to share out there i would say the first book is way better than this mm. art wise i mean they're good i mean trust me i can't make anything that's good but it's definitely where 
Are history. you looking at the TIFFs, John? Are you actually looking at the TIFFs or are you just looking at these crappy little JPEGs? I think you're adjusting your phone wrong. I don't think you know how to use your phone. Let me tell you, it's not too dark. Okay. In, in no way. It, it, you're just looking at it wrong. Those pictures are magnificent. I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I, I mean, clearly, clearly I can't see. Let me borrow your uh, sapphire eyeball so I can uh, see clearer. <laughs> uh, but I, but no, I'm just, it, it's all in terms of preference. Now I'm getting to like, some of them are very painterly style and very like kind of fuzzy where I prefer the first book where it's very like almost hyper realistic. It's like very, it looks like portraits. There's a couple of them in there that are like that, but not really. And the dragons like, I don't know. I think the show crushes it on dragons. These illustrations do not. Just saying. So with all you. your support for the painters <laughs> and the artists as well, we've come to the conclusion that every artist involved with this endeavor must starve. Of course, there's one big fat cat at the top of it who will not. That's George. true. <laughs> all right. We'll all just rely on Susan to tell us if there was anything worth buying for the text. Yeah, Susan, you'll have to tell us uh, what extra insight you got out of it. Um, done sure. with books. Those are my three words. Here's everybody else's. Three words is where you try to describe the episode in just three words that means don't do a hashtag with 20 words connected all together don't do dashes don't do compound words don't do eight words and tell me that it's three i can count just don't do it don't do it instead give me three word descriptions last week i love this one and i'm just to show this guy that he's wrong if he's watching on youtube uh jackie Jack D, pardon me, 65, who is BBI3's man. So it's like businessman. Uh, he says, great pet podcast is always three words, too much self-deprecation. I think that's four words, sir. Maybe self-deprecation can be construed as one word, but I think you're wrong. Anyway, uh, he says, I understand it. I tend to do the same thing, but you're too good. Even if you believe the rest of your panelists are better, you are also great. Notice he didn't say you're better. He said, "Are also you are also great. Mm. A little <laughs> is okay. Uh, constant is too much. Um, okay. I've tried to be more confident this time around. I don't know if it worked. Our friend, the cave knight, who's been a long time listener. Uh, we really appreciate Peter coming by on Twitter and also dropping an email. Uh, there are three words for the finale were the dragon's rage yes and that was without an apostrophe uh it wasn't even the possession it's just saying all those dragons are raging man you got to do something about that uh also on email said i'm also sending alternative three words uh as opposed to the ones on twitter loss 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 rhaenyra lost her baby she's lost allies at storm in and she lost her son luke don't forget cave night she lost her dad too that's a tough one. Uh, losing your dad is a tough one. Queen Cersei Lannister, who is at Nice Queen Cersei on Twitter, says dragons, not toys. Don't toy with those dragons because they ain't toys. 
Uh, wonderful. Thank you, Queen Cersei Lannister. Uh, the Imagination Realm, T-I-R underscore tweet says, burn them all. Wow. The Mad King makes an appearance. Mm. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, they didn't like the finale. Maybe they just think that uh, everybody's just terrible in this show, uh, which wouldn't <laughs> be too inaccurate either. Uh, YouTube. Nightwolf Nim, our friend Nicole, who was a runner-up in our uh, Scenes from a Westerosi movie contest, says dragons control themselves. Viserys had it right. Targs controlling them is an illusion, and it's a terrifying thought that they could go rogue at any moment, which they evidently did in this particular episode. Kelly, what were your three words for this episode, The Black Queen? Don't hate me. I used a contraction. <laughs> I'm I'm queen now. <laughs> I am queen now are your three words. I am queen now. Okay. Get out of here. I'm as a word. Mm-hmm. I, I support that. Yeah. <laughs> revolt. Let me guess, Susan, you have a contraction as well. What <laughs> no, you I don't. I don't. Not this time. Uh, mine is... And it could really apply for the full season as well as this episode. Exceeded my expectations. Mm. Excellent. I like that I three like words. That. Excellent. All right, John, you get to wrap up the three words. What are yours? Train your dragon. Of course. <laughs> I mean, just got to do it. Who are these people? Guys, I don't believe this. Holly must have sent this message shortly before she was completely dead. Uh, she gave the episode a rating 9 out of 10, thought it was a great episode overall. Her three words were rest in pieces. Ooh. Uh, poor Luke and Eric's. Brothel Maids is next. Problem is where you try to describe a best coupling. It doesn't have to be two people. It can be two anythings. Mine was Rhaenyra and Loss. Uh, so mine was kind of right along the lines with the cave night. Uh, but I already gave mine on the initial reaction. So, John, let's get your best coupling for this episode. It's a super sad one. Okay. Arax and Vagar. Oh, as in one was a meal for the other? They, you could say they're inseparable. Oh, I'm getting chills. Kelly, how about yours? Uh, <laughs> uh, Rainy's in her, her armor. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's a good one. She wears it well. There's no doubting that. Susan, I how just, about you? Oh, I I'm like sorry. It. Go ahead. Well, I just, my thought was just that it was like she was ready for battle the whole time. And whether it was, you know, the debating or any of the... Um, the fighting that was the infighting. I just like the idea that she was just ready for combat, ready for war. She was the only one there, really, really ready. <laughs> Volunteered to go to the gullet. My girl's off. Yeah. Susan, yours. Well, this uh, shouldn't be surprised since I've been uh, touting this uh, kind of minor character throughout this whole episode. Mine is uh, Eric Cargyle and Vicinia's crown, sure. or Viserys's crown. 
Viserys's crown and Sir Eric. 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 Eric with the E. Eric, as in the air. Okay. Uh, the the imagination realm. Who is once again at T I R tweet underscore tweet says for last week, I believe. Says Jasper Wilde in the wall. I love this. I wish Allison would have se- seriously sent him. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was for, for episode nine for this week. Uh, another one from the cave night. Brothel mates of the week, Rhaenyra and Sir Eric. Uh, was it him or the other one? <laughs> uh, that was an awesome pledge. It was Sir Eric, not Sir Arik. Uh, Peter, uh, thank you very much. Also via email. They said uh, the fire and the table. That's a good coupling. Uh, I love the way they lit up the table at Dragonstone. Excellent. And on YouTube, our friend Nicole says the painted table and candles. Huh. It looked like lava. So freaking cool. I love that the show continues to take something that comes that Game of Thrones fans are familiar with and make it new again like with the Iron Throne. I didn't really like the Iron Throne. I'll be honest. Uh, but the table I really liked. Um, the Iron Throne just kind of looked weird to me. And I Same. guess will continue to look weird to me. Uh, but that mm-hmm. maybe that's just uh because you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go the extra mile to try and meet people's expectations, why not actually go the extra mile and make the thing, you know, 200 feet tall and uh <laughs> just like that original poster original painting yeah let's do that <laughs> feedback is the, was that Sarah's trying to climb that those steps we would have lost that scene yeah oh, yeah that scene, <laughs> that, that scene would have had to go uh there's no doubt about that but i always uh i love the thought of of you know any other future successor not being able to climb up there until they bring that puppy down to where it's a game of thrones size <laughs> holly's brothel mates were boros and shireen baratheon man needs a good tutor also sent along this message wish i could join would love to come back for a season wrap-up but i'm dead all right holly thank you very much and rest in peace uh let's see uh feedback is next We want to thank The Matrix for their recent review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. These are the things that help us to be more noticeable. By the way, our downloads increased by like over 200% last week. Thank you very much uh, for folks who have been downloading, subscribing, doing all that stuff. At one point, we were ranked number two of the House of the Dragon podcast this last week. And I was just like, no, we're not. That's just my search engine doing a cash thing and biasing my own podcast and then i signed out of spotify and re-signed in and then we were still number two and i was like oh what the heck what's going on with that uh so thank you very much folks for downloading uh don't worry i won't share any of the money with my fellow podcasters we don't make any money here which is the kind of the point of this of this twitter review or this uh podcast review by the matrix remember is the title of it it's five stars and it really finished continues with a sentence remember when we started listening to pods to get away from all those ads this pod remembers just like the north yeah uh 
good breakdown and discussion of each episode. Especially nice to hear how the music about the music too. Thanks for the pod. Thank you, Matrix, for the review. We really appreciate it. Uh, another tweet from the cave night peter oh my god the music house of the dragon episode 10 yes the music was fantastic hopefully you enjoyed my musical review of it my eye is still straining from having a sapphire in it all night kelly can you help me by reading some of jerry's email here yeah hey jerry okay from jerry with an eye hey matt though i'm not usually an initial reaction commenter this finale episode spurred some deep thoughts regarding an element that, though I love the visuals, I've never put a lot of serious consideration into. Feel free to forward this email to one of your panelists who might have a stronger connection to dragon issues, Wikiface. I like Jerry already. <laughs> well, um, I did forward that email to you. I guess you probably didn't see it. I forwarded it last night. Oh, beautiful. Okay, thank you. Um, though I saw the ending coming long before Luke spotted Vagar upon landing at Storm's End, correct, uh, the blatant dragon disregard for Ryder's commands really struck me as an interesting element. Are dragons actually an extension of their Ryder's deeply held emotions, regardless of command in the end? Subpoint: Luke was scared, and rightly, Feeling threatened as he departed, he did his sworn duty, but knew that the gambit had failed. Subpoint two, Aemond still harbors, in my opinion, childishly, deep resentment and not only towards his cousins. Surprised emoji face. <laughs> Was this underlying emotional battle truly the spark to ignite the dance? This interaction four-way stands in stark contrast to the Rainey's Melee's power move in King's Landing. Melee's roars in their faces, but doesn't rain fire upon them. Is this only the absence of the Dracaris command from her rider? Or is the dragon channeling the measured, mature, empathetic, politically conservative feelings of Rainey's? Are these dragons truly psychic extensions of their bonded rider? Does that bond grow stronger and mature along with its rider's psyche over time? Is Viserys right or wrong in his judgment of the role that these creatures play? Are they really just super powerful guard animals subject to the vagaries of training and relationships? No doubt they can be powerful weapons, but apparently they can also be unintentionally foils. Was the interaction between Vagar and Erex a battle of emotional conflict between their riders or just animalistic natural instinct? I tried to think back to GOT examples, as well as those seemingly odd dragon behaviors also exist in that series, possibly with underlying rationales. It's a more limited sample size than I anticipate seeing in House of the Dragon, but an interesting thought exercise. Maybe it's a sort of allegorical question. Which is more important, the power of the weapon or the true intention of its wielder? I'll await more of this engaging series with interest and excitement, and I'm certain I'll enjoy the Before the Dragon panels, insight, and opinions. That's us, guys. It's us. <laughs> she's, talking about, she's talking about us. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. We really appreciate your email. As you heard us have a great debate about these very issues earlier, hopefully that answered most of uh, your thoughts. I really enjoyed your thoughts. I also was posing a test for Kelly because I wanted to, I wanted her to trip up 
over that email multiple times and get discouraged, but instead she read it perfectly and enthusiastically. <laughs> so without doubt, Kelly's Dragons podcast is on the way to a feed near you soon. Um, this is my loss. I, I, <laughs> I rolled the dice one last time and uh, the double zeros <laughs> and, and the goose, the snake eyes. Uh, I, I played roulette and the double zeros came up when I'd bet everything between one and 36. Uh, I'd bet red and black. And of course, double zeros is green. So I lost everything right in that time. Any thoughts about Jerry's email? I think we pretty much discussed all of this already. But if you have a thought, please feel free to venture it, folks. Thanks, Jerry, for the email. I think you'll like this episode. And now that you're at the end of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I still I still want to let her know we we heard her. Yes. Yeah, but also I think the good point of the the fact I don't know if we emphasized that enough that the dragons being older can have like a a, a bell curve effect. Good. <laughs> the, the older the mid the middle aged dragons are you know chill and listen to their rider, but the younger dragons aren't as able to do that, and the older dragons don't cranky they just say what they want it, it, okay so the the younger ones not so much they get into their mid mid age they're fine or at their and they get right older there. and they go the curve goes gosh that sounds an awful lot like radiation uh for humans it really sounds does well, sounds a lot like people yeah uh, <laughs> once you get to a certain age you just really just don't give an f boy tell me about it uh i'm dealing with uh one of those right now anyway <laughs> Um, Susan, any thoughts on Jerry's email before we move on? Oh, I, I thought it was great. It's uh, it's really nice to get that kind of uh, uh feedback. The rest feedback I got, I know I was once the person who was sending in the long feedback to you. So, yeah, the <laughs> question about is it an allegorical question, like which is more important, the power of the weapon or the true intention of its wielder, is interesting mm -hmm. because, yeah, you can mm -hmm. Im imbue some intention into the dragons, but are they just picking up what they're? you know, um, their writers are, uh, giving off and, uh, you know, having the fact that you can only have one, like they can each only have one at a time is an interesting combination to you that you mm -hmm. know, if that dragon is stuck with a, a surly rider, does that mean that that dragon in, infuses itself with some of that rider's personality, vice versa? And then they kind of pass it on to the next rider. Maybe it's, I like that idea too. Some like, um, but that back and forth transaction between them um because yeah the daemon being you know having being in charge of a, a dragon is a different issue than rhaenyra being in charge of a dragon you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what that reminds me of is uh back when uh bran was being uh trained by the three-eyed raven about how you know a little bit of the uh the uh dream or i mean they weren't dreamers a little bit of the you know the child of the forest spirit remains in the animal yeah 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 absolutely right. so, and they yeah, they can behave differently after that it affects them mm -hmm. uh <laughs> kelly did so good with that one uh why don't we have john read the next one see if he's going to be part of kelly's dragons podcast i like john's oh. voice let's oh let's they, close they, my eyes so oh okay well <laughs> uh, the cave night I, I was gonna say if my mouse would behave here i could possibly read this right it keeps jumping all over the place so email from the cave night I, I don't I don't know what country I'm just going to use my voice, but I'm going to try and imbue his. And you tried here. that before when I tried to get you to do Oberyn Martell, and you wouldn't. No, I know. I just I can't. It's no, you, you're too nice. That's what it is. 
Go ahead. I give this episode a score of nine comma five period. Um, it was dark, sad, and devastating, yet engaging. Rage and sorrow, folks. It started off with that lovely mother and son quarrel with the son's final argument being, you're so perfect, and ended in that sweet boy's death amongst fire and fear. I should have known that anything that builds up to any kind of sweetness or happiness will end up in nothing but tragedy. Like the smiles from the two betrothed girls to Jason Luke, the enormous and super terrifying Vagar efficiently put an end to that love story. Jawadi's music managed to capture the scenes and send them straight to my heart and my spine. Looking forward to your music analysis, Matt. The reason for not landing on a 10 out of 10 is that I expected a bit more of the Dance of the Dragons this season. This was obviously just a teaser. On the other hand, this will save some of the super action for next season. Thanks, Matt, for creating this community. And keep it up as only you and your panel can, please. All right. That's John. His voice will soon be on a calm app near you, as well as on the Wicked Wild podcast, folks. You thought that I forgot about that? No, he's on another podcast that does better than me, of course. Doubt it. And uh, he's Five definitely listeners. doing uh, some great commentary on good old fashioned horror films uh, often. Uh, it's a perfect week to go check out Wicked Wild Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Mm -hmm. Uh, so go check it out right now. Uh, but no, well, maybe not quite yet. Uh, Susan, what'd you think of that email? It's nice. Nice. Good to get all this, uh, encouraging feedback. Absolutely. I like the point about Vagar being terrifying. I love the, like, it looked, it reminded me of like when you see a swimmer and then you see like a shark over top of like a little fish or something like that. Like just the way that that eerie, uh, mm -hmm looking up but you know that the person above you or the fish above you doesn't see the shark above them <laughs> yeah very so jaws ominous. very yeah. jaws i would say it was so big okay so uh youtube feedback from last week wayne Harris, uh who wrote in on kelly's podcast that got more downloads than mine last week says thanks kelly love the podcast and i'm a big fan of the whole gang matt i always enjoy the music breakdown and the positive vibes of your podcast i listen on spotify usually but i'm giving the youtube version a shot have a great weekend everyone signed wayne uh thank you wayne for the nice wishes and for the nice thoughts about the podcast why didn't you comment on my video <laughs> It's huh? okay, Wayne. You can comment on whatever video you want. You're perfect, Wayne. No, I don't mind you commenting on Kelly's, but if you're going to comment on Kelly's and address me, address it on my video, not on her video. <laughs> For crying out loud, Wayne. Traitor. This was perfect, Wayne. This is perfect. Traitor. Okay. Uh, Double P Media. God, we don't know those guys at all. Who that? That would be Bubba and Catfish. From what the Joffrey it? podcast. Never heard of them. And they're also doing a, a lovely uh, podcast regarding the Magpie Murders, uh, which is uh, called Let's Solve Magpie Murders, much like they did Let's Solve Only Murders in the Building. It's a fun podcast. Uh, Catfish has no idea what's going on. Bubba's read the book, right? So Bubba is completely in the know of all of the clues, everything that's going on. It stars Game of Thrones fans. It's on PBS right now. It stars Conleth Hill. So you get to see Varys 
in a different role. Go watch it and then go watch the Joffrey podcast. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash the word double letter P the word media. I've said that too many times on other podcasts for them. Uh, here's what double P media had to say after I spent much more time promoting their podcast than their comment uh, really should merit, <laughs> especially when it says just Kelly equals pro Agon content. Boy, you got that right. So bully. I, I mean, very mean. Bubba is Bubba is spot on with that. Uh, this is the kind of content that you will get from Kelly's Dragons podcast coming to a feed. Saying he looked cool. I wasn't saying I liked him. Mm-hmm. Being bullied. <laughs> you talking about Sunfire? No, I was talking about Aegon and his coronation. Uh, I thought he looked mm-hmm. great. I thought it was a great coronation. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a it was quite a ceremony. Um, it's kind of like an eighties like end of the like sitcom moment where he's like mid jump and then. <laughs> I, I can think of True. a few Olympics opens opening ceremonies that weren't quite as big in production uh, and <laughs> failed just as horribly. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Shannon Johnson in response uh, to my podcast hmm, had insomnia last night and stumbled onto your podcast. And so glad I did. I'm a fan of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon book and show canons, but no one in my family is. Oh, my gosh. Poor person. So all my thoughts about the show and possible ideas and confusion just knocks around in my head with no outlet. That is no way to be. Although I can't recommend social media these days to, to let that out. Um, it's a dangerous place. It's a terrible, terrible place. Uh, you mentioned character shifts. And I had the same thoughts. I also adored the music portion of your podcast. Love that. And now I have to rewatch the show, tuning my ear into the cues and hints in the music. Thanks. Just subscribed. Looking forward to your next episode. Now, this is the kind of review that I like. Bubba, hint, 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 Bubba. Write comments on my videos, not Kelly's videos. I mean, gee whiz. I do podcasts for Bubba and Catfish all the time. I do musical segments for them. I do all of this stuff for them. What do they do for me? They comment on Kelly's podcast. <laughs> I mean, come on. What's going on here? I'm being mutinized. <sighs> and, and Matt, I can totally relate to someone who uh, initially their family wasn't into any of this. And so they needed to find some other people that they could uh, share the their you know get that their outlet from the show and the books about. Oh my! And you stumbled upon us somehow. You poor girl. Susan is smarter than everyone, except in the case <laughs> that she shows up here every week. John, uh, Demon, Dedominion, Dedominci, Dedominci, Oh wait a minute! No wonder I can't pronounce this game his name he commented on kelly's podcast <laughs> kelly is great kelly is always great matt is also great even though he wants to put himself down constantly don't buy it we all we already don't uh exactly. okay so that's kind of a backhanded compliment to me mm-hmm. you couldn't say that on my you couldn't say that on my video you, god what is it with this world i don't get it shannon johnson oh i already read that one so this week, Nicole, for the finale, 
says, incredible episode, but hard to watch. The stillbirth was brutal, and then the ending was heartbreaking. Rhaenyra was dealt way, way too much trauma in a single episode, and I hated the writer's choice to include Damon abusing her, too, for no real reason. Only part of the episode I didn't like. Then comes that moment at Storm's End. Even though I knew it was coming, it still broke me. Oh, I hate it when a person gets broken. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to emotionally survive the war to come. And you can see that war unfolding in Rhaenyra's eyes. I'll tell you what. Ah, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was tough. I will admit. And I, I'm sorry if the Damon stuff really bothered you. Uh, I don't, I did not mean to make it lighthearted in, in my comments earlier, but I just don't get it how people can be so pro Damon up until this episode. And then all of a sudden it all goes away. I just don't get that. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, but that's just me. Final thoughts for the season, Kelly, before you launch your new podcast venture and your Patreon page and all these other things that I can't possibly compete with. We're out of here. I'm going to remember, John. I'm going to remember, Wayne. I'm remembering you. Um, so will Kelly. She'll be soliciting you with an email for a Patreon page soon. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what were your final thoughts regarding this episode? Well, I had the... Uh... I needed a correction, so I'm glad you gave me this moment. But the correction was that apparently, um, John, you mentioned uh, you meant you commented on this as well, so I just want you to hear it. The um, Damon does say we have 13 to their four. I don't know where I got three from because I know I copied and pasted it mm. from the transcript. So I don't know if they updated it to correct the the numbering at some other point, or if the the transcript website just had it written down wrong. But um, it was for everyone. Calm down. Tessarian is acknowledged and we love her so it's okay <laughs> who is Viserion? Tessarion the blue queen the blue queen blue queen yeah okay so see that folks when kelly launches her podcast she won't even get to the end of one without having to issue a correction for herself <laughs> what can i say i'm not too proud you know i want you guys to have the best information available i care i care matt that's the difference um, wow i'm so screwed uh <laughs> final thoughts about the season though can you get to the point oh Learn sorry how to get yeah, to no. the point if you're gonna i loved it i loved it you can you know hate on me all you want damon was amazing i loved damon matt smith surprised me rhaenyra awesome the age change what age change it was seamless and perfect I, I don't know i think this great this season went way about beyond everyone's expectations so i'm excited hopefully we have four more seasons my interpretation of george's statement is that he'll need at least four seasons for the war as far as i can tell the war hasn't started yet so we have i'm hoping five seasons for this show we'll see wow. okay excellent susan thank you for staying yes. up till yeah. dawn uh, we really appreciate you hanging out until dawn. So, uh, and I'm sorry that this podcast took so long. What are your final thoughts regarding this podcast and final chiding words that you have for me? Uh, I, I don't have any at the time. I hope something comes up before uh, the next season, since it sounds like we're going to have to wait a while that yeah. uh, will bring us all back together to discuss uh, some more. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two. They just 
they really knocked it out of the park. We all wondered, was this going to, uh, you know, what was this going to be? I was going to say live up to expectations, but I don't know what anybody's expectations were, you know, probably all over the map, but uh, they did a fantastic job. And um, I think uh, they should all be proud of themselves and we're ready for more. Thank you, John. Final thoughts for the season. Blew me away from what I was expecting because I wasn't expecting this too good, especially with the first episode. It was kind of a little bit rough around the edges, but it really uh, corrected itself after that. And I'm definitely all in. So it's considering where we ended up with with Game of Thrones. I think that HBO has probably got to be pretty happy with this. As long as Discovery is, as long as they don't want to put Chip and Joanna Gaines on more, uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, so that's that's going to be the key for that. I want to say this. I have a group of people that put up with me being an idiot. They never know when I'm going to go off. They never know how I'm going to conduct things, whether it be it organized in an organized way or in a totally disorganized way. They put up with all of it. They are amazing to work with week after week. Uh, they always have great thoughts. Even Holly, when she's dead, has better thoughts than me. Uh, we, we wish you peace in heaven, Holly, uh, and hope that uh, somehow you will magically reincarnate for next season of House of the Dragon, or at least the next time that we're on, because I couldn't do this without the people, uh, even though they're leaving me now and going to Kelly's podcast. It's still fine. I just want to thank them for being amazing co-hosts, putting up with my silliness and uh, having fun along the way. And it, this season has been nothing but fun for me from both sides of it, from watching the show to doing these podcasts, to hearing you, our listeners thoughts, um, to just playing around with other podcasts and having fun. I can't even imagine uh, what a world would be like for me this year uh without having such great content and such great people to share it with thanks a lot everybody have a good night